Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed and join me in the third step prayer. We're going to do it one breath at a time with a few breaths in between each line to actually do what it's asking us to do and not do what it's asking us to not do. So, for me, the first line of the prayer is the word God. I breathe in God. And I take a few breaths and I believe that the prayer is asking me to make a connection with this thing we call God. So I take a few breaths and I continue calling to this thing we call God or higher power. As I would call to a friend to say, hey, I'm here. Could I be with you? And when I'm ready, I breathe out the next line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths and I contemplate that. How willing am I to offer myself to my higher power right now? And when I'm ready, I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou will. And I take a few breaths and I try to see if there's a feeling or a sense or a knowing of what my higher power might want to build with me or do with me today, right now. And I breathe out. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to experience what it might sound like or feel like or be like. If I had no story, no old ideas, no opinions. And I breathe in, that I may better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths and I contemplate, how much better could I do God's will right now if I had that quiet mind? And I breathe out, take away my difficulties.
and I look over my day so far today and I try to see what have been my difficulties, what's gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have wanted me to be today. And I breathe in that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths and I think about the rest of my day and the people I might come in contact with and I think about how I might affect them if I truly was an example of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. And I smile and I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. Whenever you're ready, gently open your eyes. Allow yourself to become aware of what's happening right now. As soon as I open my eyes, I start seeing and self starts talking. And it wants to tell me stories about everything that I'm seeing. And so what I like to do right here, right now, is to just put my attention back on my breath. Allow my eyes to see and just be present, just be aware of the seeing that's happening. Not what I'm seeing, but that I am seeing, that seeing is happening. So I don't know about you, but right now I feel like I have a pretty quiet mind. I feel pretty comfortable. I feel pretty relaxed. I feel okay. My mind is quieter than when I started. And I'm experiencing something like sanity. Something like a quiet mind. And I did not meditate perfectly. My mind was very, very active during that meditation. It wanted to talk about stuff. It wanted to talk about what to share in the meeting. It wanted to talk about some crazy resentment that I had 25, 35 years ago with my brother. And the consequences of that, the behavior that came out of that resentment. So, I'm Randy, I'm alcoholic. 
I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never, ever, 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 one day at a time, drink alcohol ever again because I am allergic to it. Everybody has their thing. Some people are allergic to alcohol, some people cocaine, some people tobacco, some people caffeine, uh, some people gambling, some people sexing too much, some people sugar and flour. I have a lot of those things that I do because I, because I have, I have a disease called alcoholism. I have a disease that centers in my mind that talks to me. And it talks to me in a way that keeps me emotionally in pain. Because my mind talks to me, it talks to me in my own voice, and it manifests as an unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind. That's always in a hurry, easily frustrated, and can't stand the word no. So, uh, the assignment was to write about how self-manifesting in various ways was what has defeated me. And that's a lot of it. Self-manifesting as an unsatisfiable mind defeats me at being okay in this moment, any moment. Because it's constantly telling me that whatever I have is not enough and that I need something else. It might be a little more sugar, it might be a little more flour. If, if I'm not in too much pain, if I'm in a lot of pain, it's going to be alcohol. That's where it goes. Alcohol is my, my number one method of killing the pain of the pain that comes from my self-talking, unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind. Alcohol worked perfectly for me for so long, and the disease still says it will even though that's insane, because my experience is, is that whenever I drink alcohol, now I black out and I trash my life very quickly. So the program, AA's 12 Steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced right now as a way of life can enable will uh, uh, can expel the obsession to drink and enable me, the sufferer, to become happily and usefully whole. That, so so the, the practicing expels the obsession. So the obsession to drink is removed by practicing. And then by practicing, I become happily and usefully whole. And the reason... I don't practice this program. The reason I don't give myself completely to this simple program is because I'm constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. And here's where it comes in most. I blame every, every bad behavior I do, every single bit of my bad behavior, I blame on you, whoever you are, my parents, my wife, my child, my schoolmates, my teachers, my bosses, my co-workers, the, anyone driving on the freeway at the same time as me in the area where I am, uh, the cashier, the person trying to get their money out of the pocket, the person who's still writing checks at the grocery store. All of those things I blame for my bad behavior because 
I can't blame me because, because of alcoholism, I'm always restless, irritable, and discontent, and I can always find somebody to blame it on, always. That's the beauty of alcoholism. But I won't completely give myself to this simple program because I'm constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. So for me, this is my experience, by the way, going through these steps has enabled me to become honest with myself. So that by the time I've done the first nine steps, in step 10, I'm able to continue the process that I started in step four. I can continue to take personal inventory. And when I'm wrong, promptly admit it to myself and to God. And when it's appropriate, to another person. So... Uh, let me find where we're at. We're going through the fourth step. We read the paragraph. Uh, I did exactly the same thing with my own life. I took stock honestly. First, I searched out the flaws in my makeup, which caused my failure. Oh, by the way, that's very tricky. I'm going to search the flaws in my makeup which caused my failure, not your makeup that caused my failure, my makeup. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what has defeated me, I consider its common manifestations. Again, it sounds kind of like I'm looking at something else. I'm going to look at its manifestations. It's mine. It's self. Self is, has, is what has defeated me. So it's kind of an interesting thing. There's a self, which I believe is where the alcoholism is. And then there's a me, which is the little piece of something, of spirit or something that makes me alive today. And then there's the higher power, which is all of us, which is the all of it, all of it. There's a little piece of that in me. And the book says so. Okay. So this is on page 64 in the big book. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. Okay. Resentment is my number one offender. It destroys me more than anything else. And the way that it destroys me is that it allows me to act badly and blame it on you. From it stems all forms of spiritual disease. For I have been not only mentally and physically ill, I have been spiritually sick. Again, I'm just going to say this because it seems so obvious, but it took me so long to hear it. The 12th step says having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So the result of these steps is not to get over the craving of alcohol. That's what I thought it was. And I thought I had done all 12 steps and the craving was gone and I was done. All I had to do now was go to a meeting and talk to newcomers once in a while if I felt bad. That's and it talks about that in the 12 step in the 12 and 12. They call it two step and you don't drink no matter what. And you talk to newcomers. 
and you, and you call it being of service. But I'm spiritually sick and I need to have my spirit reawakened. And that's what the 12 steps do. So now when I'm going through the steps, I can look at how is this enabling my spiritual awakening? How is this benefiting my spiritual awakening? How is this helping me to awaken spiritually? When the spiritual malady is overcome, I straighten out mentally and physically. Most newcomers, when they come into the program, by the way, there wasn't one newcomer in this meeting. That's amazing. I just spoke at a meeting that Elizabeth, uh, who comes to this meeting, leads. And there's 200 people at that meeting, 200 people on a Zoom meeting. And a lot of them are newcomers. And as a newcomer, my only concern is not drinking today. And that is fantastic because I have to get away from alcohol so that I no longer have the allergic reaction to alcohol. And I have to get away for it, from it long enough that the, that the cravings can go away so that I could start to have a relationship with a power and start to have this, this recovery. But most newcomers and Sometimes I consider myself a newcomer with 34 years. Most newcomers, like me, think that if I just had a little bit more money, I'd be okay. Or if I just didn't have this, uh, if I just didn't have plantar fasciitis in both of my feet at the same time, then I'd be okay. And I think that if I straighten out my plantar fasciitis, then I'll be happy. Or if I get more money, then I'll be happy. But the program says... When, I, when the spiritual malady is overcome, I straighten out mentally and physically. I've got to put my attention on the spiritual side of this program if I'm going to have, if I'm going to straighten out mentally and physically. In dealing with my resentments, I set them on paper. Okay, so I'm going to show you how I do this. Ooh. We're going to, oh, shoot. Okay, just dropped my book. Um, this, is a, this is an instruction. When I, when I do my four-step, I set my resentments on paper. So column one is a list. It's just a list going down the page of the people I resent. So mom, dad, brother David. And I make a list like that and I go straight down the page and I write down the name of every person straight down the page to the bottom of the page that's column one by the way for alcoholics with alcoholism this is the fun part I get to list everyone that I have that I have a resentment against everyone that I'm angry with everyone that I have a grievance against a grievance because you know, I have some time now, and um, I think, you know, I have a relationship with a higher power, and my mind tells me whenever I sit down with the pen to write about my resentments, it says, Randy, Randy, what are you doing? You don't have any resentments. You're sober a long time. You love everybody. You don't need to write anything. But if you say the word resentment, somebody pops in my head. Could be from this morning, could be from 25 years ago, 
But if I sit down and I ask, where, who am I resentful at? Somebody, something always pops in my head. But I've got to sit down with the pen and the piece of paper, and I've got to do the work. I don't do the work for you. I do the work for me because I have to get over my spiritual malady so that I can straighten out physically and materially and mentally. So I make the list. Then, uh, let me get my book. Okay. Okay. In dealing with resentments, I set them on paper. I listed people, institutions, or principles with whom I was angry. So I make a list down the page. That's it. Just the name of the person that I'm angry at. Then I look back at that list and I take the first person on the list, mom, and I write mom on another piece of paper. And then I write down that piece of paper everything she ever did to me that I resent her for in one sentence. She forgot to pick me up at school. She compared me to my friends. She made me feel stupid by comparing me to my friends. She didn't make my lunch and sent me to school with no lunch. She made me choose between a girlfriend and the family business. And so that list goes down the page after the word mom, but not until I have my list of people on another page. And, and that is the second column to make that list. So look at that. Two columns, five minutes of talking. In most cases, well, that's the third that's the third column. So we're not going to go there today. We're going to stop at the second column. Because here's what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to make a quick list here. Uh, left me at school. Compared me to friends. Judged me. Made me choose. Girl or business. Okay. So this is what the second page looks like, right? It has the word mom on it, and it has one sentence for each resentment. That's it. That's the instruction. What I find is that I have... 10 resentments for my mom, maybe 20, maybe 50, who knows. And a lot of those resentments are the same resentment, right? Left me at school. Um, didn't take me on a family vacation because my grades weren't good. Things like that. I can start to group my resentments into categories, because I'm going to do a page on each resentment. Um, the pages are at all12steps.com. I think I put it in the, I put it in the uh, chat.
it's all12steps.com and then it says fourth step workshop pages. If you could download those, that fourth step, the way that we're going to go through the fourth step is from uh, the big book awakenings. It was a, a book that was put together by a man named Dan Sherman who has passed away. And, um, and the part of the Denver group and Joe Hawk and there's a whole lineage of alcoholics that uh, put this method of doing the four step together. I will say this, I've said it a million times. I did the four step the way that they do the four step when I was 23 years sober. I had done probably four or five four steps up until then. But when I did it this way out of the book, the way that they outlined it, the way that they put the sheet together for me to do it, I had the most profound experience with with rigorous self-honesty that I've ever had in AA, ever. And I continue to have that because it's a practice of continuing to take personal inventory as a practice. It's a lifetime practice. And the better I can do it, the, the better... The, the better, the more able I am to be rigorously self-honest with myself, the better I can take inventory of myself. I, by the way, am a self-proclaimed, unbelievably fantastic expert, a bar none expert at taking your inventory. I pretty much suck at taking my inventory but I'm not at fault. I seem to have been born this way. I am naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Isn't that beautiful literature? That is a beautiful piece of literature. Now that being said, if I want to straighten out physically and, and mentally, I'm going to have to have this thing called the spiritual awakening. So even though I suck at it, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can with in this relationship with this higher power to help me go deeper into seeing who I am and seeing how I use my resentments as weapons for my bad behavior. Um, so that's the first two columns. Uh, what happens is there's, there's some very basic resentments. My mom left me at school. That's abandonment. Um, she compared me to my friends. That's controlling. She made me decide between a girl and the family business. That's also controlling. So now I only have to do one page of resentment on that controlling issue, which might have 20 resentments of things that my mom did to me that were controlling that I resent her for. Now, because she tried to control me, I cut her out of my life for six months, did not speak to her for six months. I cut my whole family out of my life for six months. And then I proceeded to punish them. Whenever they tried to be nice to me, I cut them off and I did not allow them in my life. Now, a lot of that was to my own detriment. But, but I was right, don't you know? I was right, and they deserved it, and I punished them. 
Another resentment is disrespecting. They disrespected me. Another resentment is physical abuse. Another main category of resentments is mental abuse. So we're going to take a look at the categories next week. So here's what I would encourage you to do between now and next week. And write this on a piece of paper or put it somewhere because I promise you the disease will not remind you to do this. It will distract you from doing this with every trick and tool that it has. It will distract you from doing this. So make a list. Make a list of at least five people that you have a resentment against. And it can be new, it can be old, but make a list of five people. And then take another page and write the first name of the first person on the page and make a list down the page of everything you resent about them. Here's the only caveat. It can't be somebody that's on the meeting and it shouldn't be somebody that we all know. Now, this is a big group, so, but most of us live in different states and different countries, and so try to come up with some people that we don't know. Uh, most of us don't even know each other, really, except for Saturdays at 11 o'clock. Um, and then we're going to go over a few of these next week, whoever's brave enough to share. Please, not a place to do your fifth step. This is not, if, if, if you were you know, uh, sexually abused or some very traumatic things that you have resentments about, we're not going to do deep trauma here in a group with 40 people on, the, on Zoom. But we're going to take a look at some, some uh, everyday resentments. <laughs> my mom not making my lunch. I consider that an everyday resentment. Today, but the day that it happened, oh my God, that was just terrible. And the days, the days that it happened over and over and over again. And then, and then the other resentment that everybody else had better stuff in their lunch bags than me. Mine was thrown together last minute ham and cheese sandwich every freaking day of my life. And other people had exciting stuff in their bags. And so it doesn't seem like it, but there's a lot of trauma around that stupid little resentment, which seems like a stupid little resentment. But it carries over into my life. So I'm going to stop talking now. Um, the the fourth step is not, is not done in a void, right? I have to first admit complete defeat. I have to be practicing the principles of this program in order to do the fourth step. And if when we get to the page, at the top of the page, it has a prayer. God, please help me to see the truth about my resentments. Because this is not a self-help program. And we're not going to learn some stuff about our resentments in step four and then act better in step six. Step six does not say that having done my inventory and learned a bunch of stuff about myself, I now act better in my life. 
doesn't say that. It says, now that I've learned all this stuff about me, I'm going to be more willing to have God remove my defects of character. I'm going to be more willing to have God because I've done four and five. So six is just a continuation of three. It's where I go deeper into my decision to turn my will and my life, my thoughts and my actions over to the care of God as I understood it because of the work I've done now, one through six. So that's where we're headed. But I've got to see this. I've got to see it because it's the only way that I will become willing to have more God is to see how self behaves in the day that I'm in. Okay, now I promise I'm stopping. So we're going to open the meeting up. If you'd like to share, you can share. If you want to ask a question, you can ask a question from steps one, two, three, or four. And uh, the meeting's open. Uh, one quick thing. We met, we, I am recording this meeting. I'm going to try and put this meeting up by tomorrow. It should be up on the site. Um, if you share, it will be recorded. And unless you ask me to not record you. Uh, you can do that in the chat if, to me privately, or you can just say, please don't record me when I, when I call on you. And uh, that's it. So you're up. Paul, you're up. Thanks, Randy. Uh, Paul, alcoholic without balls. Hi, Paul. Uh, simply a question, because I already forgot what the two things are. <laughs> like you said, I, no, I was looking for a pen. Yes. A list of five people I resent. Yes. And on the second sheet, write the name of each person, of one person. Start with the first person on your list, and then write all the things that they did that you resent. Now, a little, a little, um, a little helpful tip. Start with your family. Start with the people closest to you. Start with the people you've resented the longest your mom, your dad, whether they're alive or not, your sisters, your brothers, your kids. Then, then go to work. Get your boss, your co-workers. You can do more than five. You, you sh I'm not your sponsor, but I want, my, my dream is that you have this experience of going through the step this way with just a few resentments. And then you take this process to your sponsor and you do this with your sponsor. And if you're a sponsor of people, I promise you, if you do this for yourself, you will have a new awakening about how to do the fourth step and Either you will share this with your sponsees or you won't. But you will have a new awakening of, 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 an, of, a, of a way to do the fourth step. Is that it, Paul? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, Valerie. Hey, everybody. Valerie, alcoholic. Hi, Val. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was on, the, on Zoom with my sponsor an hour before... I started with you, and I'm so grateful we're going through this, because I was raised, here I go, mm -hmm. I will forgive you, but I won't forget. I won't forget, the what I won't forget is the feeling, how I felt behind your mess. And I'm starting to see, Randy, I wear so many faces, and, 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 and I want to be 
free of that. And and that's why I'm just so grateful to be here right now and go through this with you guys. I just wanted to share that. I don't have a solution, but I know it's coming. I know. And thank you. That's it. Thanks, Valerie. And we did this, right? Last year at the retreat, we went through the pages. And we went through the pages in London in the retreat to, to what extent we could in a, in a quick three-day weekend of going through all the steps. But it, this is a lifetime practice. It never ends. I, can, I am constantly getting better at it. And part of the way I get better at it is by going over your resentments with you. Because I'm not emotionally attached to your resentments. So when you read your resentments to me, I can see the 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 frailty of it, the 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 mis the the lie of it. There's nothing there, but it's killing you. That's so amazing, Michelle. Michelle, I have alcoholism. Hi, Michelle. I um I love this. I so I'm two years sober, and I um have been on, I'm just on, I've been in my ninth step for like four months. Ninth step is killing me. And it, it's so good. And each one of the steps for me has been like really, really impactful. But I spent so much time on my fourth step that I'm noticing as I made this list, I didn't have the people that were on the list before because they're, they're gone, you know, like, and that to me is just, I have more people. I've added more people to my list because it's been, you know, it's been a year and a half, but, um, but it's for different reasons. And the resentments are, um, there are a lot of jealousies uh, that are coming up in this list. Mm -hmm. So I like that's real progress that the people, like you said, put your family down and I'm not putting them down because I've worked so hard with when I did the step the first time. Nice. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Nice. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Next is Anastasia. Hi, Anastasia. Alcoholic. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, Randy. Hi, Hi everybody. Um, <laughs> okay. I have been through the four step a lot, and um, something I'm asking myself for the first time today. Uh, is why have I done the four steps so many times? Like, I hear a lot of people, like you said, I did it like four or five times, you know, 20-something years. Someone like, did it five or six times, whatever many years. And, like, I've been through this effing thing, like, over 20 times, like, all the way um, through the steps. I guess that's okay. There's worse things I could be doing with my life, you know, than thorough inventories as an alcoholic. So it's like okay, <laughs> like what, what else could I be doing instead? But on the other hand, it's like, what else could I be doing instead? But it's just a, a quite, it's just, I'm, I'd be open to hearing what you might have to say about that as I open myself publicly here about it and it's being recorded. But um, they've been thorough inventories where I'm always learning something about myself. I look at trauma and all like the gross cruddy things that we go to therapy for and that I probably should be in therapy for as well. Um, but, um, I keep going through the steps because I'm human and alcoholic and there's always life and new resentments and, um, but that some of these things still persist, even though I've done these many four steps, I'm like, 
maybe I need some other kind of outside help as I continue to do this four step. But I, I go into other programs often and um, I see people sometimes segue out of AA and I can see why, but on the other hand, I can see what's lost in that and I don't want that. I really like the, the sharpness and the accountability that um, comes out of this. So it's a two-part question. One is just what feedback do you have to say about that? And the other one, if you have time, is um, to say a little bit more about these categories of resentments like abandonment, control, mental abuse, disrespect. That was fantastic because that sounds like that will actually simplify the writing in a certain way. And I like that because I'm like, I'm a writer. I will... I'll write it out. <laughs> I'll really write it out. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, oh, it's going to simplify it. And um, I'm just curious if you can say more about that. So I'll, I'll turn it to you. Oh, thanks, Anastasia. Th- this is what I'll say about resentments and the inventory. The, so in therapy, which I've had very little of, but in therapy, it seems to me that the goal is to figure out what the buttons are that when those buttons get pushed, I act badly. And then the, the goal is to figure out when those buttons gets pushed, what's the right behavior to do when the buttons are pushed. And that's kind of what happens with therapy. And we try to, to disengage the button. In the fourth step, I'm seeing what my part is in the button And I'm seeing that in the sixth step, I'm not fixing me. It's not a self-help program. It's not about learning about my bad behaviors and then being able to act better later on my own power. Because everything I know up until this moment right now is an old idea. Everything I've learned in AA, everything I know about humans and people and relationships and teachers and parents, even everything I've learned in my fourth step right now is an old idea. And my old ideas are in my alcoholism. And my alcoholism will use all of that to torture me today. And so the purpose of four, five, and six is to turn more. We're entirely ready to have God remove my defects of character. So I'm not removing them but I am becoming rigorously self-honest that I have them and then offering those to my higher power. And, and then with no more story, see, the resentments are there. They're never, ever, 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 ever going away. I'm just not energizing them anymore. I'm turning As soon as I see step 10, I continue to take personal inventory. And when I'm wrong, see, before I've done four, I've never been wrong. Never, ever, ever been wrong. I did a lot of bad things. Hear me say that. I did a lot of terrible things. But never because I was terrible. Always because you were more terrible. And you forced me to do those terrible things. I am not a liar. I am not a stealer. I have lied and I have stolen, but only because you made me. And when I can see that, then I can go to a power and I can ask, please help me to not be a liar today. Help me to be a truth teller today. Help me to tell the truth just right now. 
just right now. And so the resentments aren't going away and I can always use those resentments for my bad behavior. And that's what I need to see. That's why I have them. That's why I hold on to them. And 90% of them, 90% of my resentments are fancied. It says real or fancied in the book. 90% of mine, once I shine a light on them, they're made up. I made up how terrible my parents are. They're frick, they were great parents. My little brother had the same parents. He loved his parents. They did nothing but help him and guide him and, and encourage him and help him to be the best human being. And he's a great guy. I love my little brother today. Hated him most of my life because I thought he was a mama's boy and he got everything he wanted by being a good boy. And I'm not capable of that. And so I resent him for that. But, but today I can see that I made up a story about my parents. He had a story about his parents. We might both be wrong. But our lives are very different because of those stories, and it's the same parents. That's crazy. So I hope that's helpful. And yeah, you you can't do too much four step, but at a certain point it becomes ten step. And the ten step isn't a thing I do at the end of the year or at the end of the day or any time other than right now. The ten step is a right now step, always right now, right now. Who am I being, God? How am I doing, God? Am I being the man that you would have me be? Am I being kind and loving toward all? Toward all? So, okay, Phyllis. Oh my God, you brought up about your brother. Yeah, and it brother. was my brother, but he was doing all these bad things. <laughs> and I didn't get the attention because my mother was giving it to him. Of course. But you know something, what's interesting about this so much Randy, by the way, I'm going to be up in uh, uh, Lambertville Saturday, not doing this. So I'm like, so you know what I'm saying for that anniversary meeting? But I don't know. I'll, I'm going to do it, and then whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll see how to work it out, maybe with my sponsor. We'll talk. Yeah, I'd like, love to talk to you about that. But that being said, I just, I, I, during the conversation that you were having, I had this pain my right side of my stomach where the emotional stuff that comes up thank you thank you for lifting this stuff which I think is I'm so done with my past is done but it's never done in the present moment so thank you for that you know I'm constitutionally capable of being honest until I clear this stuff it, it's, it's like hoarding this stuff inside of me until it gets I'm willing to have it cleared out by God. That's the essence of this. You know what I mean? And when I tell, also say to people, listen, I don't mean when your sponsor says, do the fourth step. It's not for you to do it for me. It's for you to do it for you. It's like so hard to get that through alcoholism, the resistance of just doing stuff for ourselves, to seeing clearly, to being free, to being free. Randy, thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to miss whatever I'll speak to you. I'm going to record yeah. it. You'll, you won't miss it. I'm going to record oh, it and perfect, we'll, we'll perfect, have it on perfect. the site. You'll tell me anything. Yes. Whoops. Sorry, I muted you. Have a great weekend up there. I wish I was going. Thanks, Randy. Bye, sweetie. Okay, bye. Bia.
Hi, my name is Bia. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Hi Randy. Hi, everybody. Uh, well, I have so much going through my head right now. The, the last thing that you said, resentments are never gone. Like, I've had a resentment against my sister-in-law. My brother and her are no longer married, but um, I really thought I worked on it. You know, 35 years. Um, but what I'm understanding now, and, well, there's so many things going through my mind. Um, what I'm understanding now is that... Um, Oh, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, you know, I thought it was gone. But when I went to this wedding, I this was my sister-in-law's daughter, my brother's daughter. But my brother wasn't walking her down the aisle. Her boyfriend was. So, you know, this just set up lots of resentments. And I had thought, like, I had dealt with the other things and I've been friendly with her. So like on a personal level, you know, it's like I just put them to the side. They weren't removed spiritually. God didn't remove them. I just ignored them, I guess. You know, like I thought I worked on it. I prayed for her. But um, the bottom line is I went out behind my resentment for her. Instead of handling it correctly, I just did what I would have done when I was a newcomer. Screw you, you know. I know what to do. I know how I'll get even with you. And all I had to do was speak up, you know, and just say, well, I'll pay for it. I'll take care of it. And I didn't. I just made it like it was okay. So I'm so excited about mm. doing this because other resentments that I thought I'd let go of, you know, they're still there. They're, I, I, you, I don't understand how that works. You, you know, my niece's mother, I prayed for her, I prayed for her, I prayed for her. She died. And I guess that was the resentment let go, you know, because I have no animosity in my spirit for her. So somewhere it works, but I don't want it to have to be that people die for me to get rid of my resentment. That's crazy. <laughs> But anyway, I'm looking forward to next week. Thank you so much for today. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's a different program. If you would all die, I'll be okay. <laughs> the, what alcoholism says is, I'll just push you all out of my life so that I can be okay. And that's how alcoholism gets me to be alone. And then when I'm alone, it says, look at you, you're alone and you're a loser. And there's nobody around you. Now we can drink. And, and that's, how, that's how alcoholism kills alcoholics. It, it has me do exactly what you did, what you said. When you're dead, I'll be okay. So if you're not in my life, you're dead to me. Dee Dee? Yeah, hi, my name is Dee Dee. I'm an alcoholic and drug addict. Hi. Hi, Dee Dee. Okay, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Perfect. And I hope it doesn't come out as funny. But it's kind of, but can I list my dog as a resentment? I mean. You can list I, your dog, except for that you can't do a sheet on your dog because uh, the question is, 
the, the question, I, the realization I have to have is how have I been, the realization is, uh, it's coming up later, but I realized that the people who wronged me were perhaps spiritually sick. Though I don't like their symptoms and the way they disturb me, they, like myself, were sick too. So I'm going to not put you in the category of you being sick like your dog. So it doesn't work in that context. But you can put your dog down having to walk your dog. Yeah, kind of having to walk my dog. Yeah. He expects me to pay attention to him. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like I, me, my part is me feeling like a victim when in reality, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it sounds stupid and I, I yeah. was afraid to ask the question, but it, it just in terms of, like right now he's fucking bringing a ball for me to throw and he should know that I'm at the meeting yeah. instead of me, you know, that kind of thing, like, yeah. yep. you know, it's, I, I didn't mean to, for it to be funny. I really no, it's just, interesting. in terms so, of like, you know, my part of how I make myself the victim and people like, you know, like my sponsor says, people are not doing it to you. They're just doing it. Yes. Like the dog doesn't know how to stop being a dog. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm trying to get spiritual. Exactly. So he should leave me alone because if he knows what's good for him. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to like, you know, but yeah, but thank so, you. And we did this at this retreat. And, yeah. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to doing it different. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Uh, because the person that I am today is not the person I was at the last retreat. It's a new person. It's a new character that's coming to the page new, with new, with a new level of honesty. But it, it keeps going deeper, and it doesn't keep... I don't have to keep going back over my parents, but I'll tell you, 23 years sober, I had a resentment against my brother that was so deep I couldn't even see it. And then I knew I resented him, but I didn't know why. And when I wrote it out, oh, my God, the magic of that was like, because I did some terrible things to him, terrible. And I thought, I'm such a terrible person. But when I saw why I did what I did, it was just self-acting out to protect itself. And... It was amazing, and I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to be that guy. Just like what Bia was saying, I mean, I dealt with the resentment that was that level of, I could have gotten around him and drank again with lots of years of sobriety. It could have triggered me, and all of that self, that self-hatred and that self-pity and that shame and that fear and all that messy ooze of terrible alcoholism is so powerful that it has the power to kill me. Anyway, that's it. That's all the time we have today. We, we just talked about the first two columns. So, if you didn't do it, I would, I, would, I would encourage you to write out, Dear God, please help me to see how self, manifesting in various ways, was what had defeated me. That's, that's the last sentence of the paragraph before the one that we read and we didn't even read the whole paragraph today and there's still 36 people on this call that's amazing usually you know we start out with like 40 and then we have like you know 32 at the end of the meeting but i i applaud you all for hanging in here and 
usually what happens is we start with 40 when we start the fourth step and by the time we get through the fourth step there's 12. Because <laughs> if you don't do the work you will get left behind and then you'll, you'll be like what, the, what, what, are we, what am I going to go talk about nothing? I didn't do the work. So do the work. Write out a page, just one page. This is my page. Dear God, self manifesting in various ways. That's my page. That's what I wrote. And I got so much insight into how self is manifesting in my life today to destroy my life that it's amazing. And then make a list of the people you, the people you resent. Just make the list. And then take another page and start over with one name and write all the things that they did that you resent. Just do it. Please do it. Please stay with us. We will go, we will all benefit from you doing it. We all will, because all of us have our own resentments, but we're all going to see something in someone else's. And we're not all going to read them, but you're going to hear someone else's and it'll make yours ring true so, so strongly that you won't have to read yours. And, uh, and that's it. Okay. All right. Sorry, I went over. Uh, we'll do a moment of silence. And then we'll do the Serrani prayer if you can stay with us. And if you can't, I understand and I apologize for my selfishness. Um. Okay, so if you'd like to unmute yourself and join in the Serenity prayer. God. Grant me the to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 